Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Inner Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. Today, we are going to be discussing how I nearly got refused entry to America, how they made me pay them $300, and also how I hate Spanish food and personalised registration plates. Okay, guys, I just want to publicly, like, address something before I go further with this podcast. I got really really bad karma after gloating in my last podcast if you listen to my last podcast episode I was just sitting there in New York living the high life boasting about a business class flight that I got because you know what it was the most incredible experience I'm not gonna say it wasn't and I was just I was literally on a high after getting that business class flight if you didn't listen basically I like went to the airport because I had like this flight booked for me for work because I was going to New York for work and I just like kind of chanced my luck and I'd heard of people doing this before how you like upgrade at the airport and it's a lot cheaper like if there's by chance a spare seat because I would never buy a business class ticket on online it's like if you buy it like when you're buying your tickets it's like literally seven thousand pounds I've never understood people who like fly business class all the time like I literally know people who only fly business class I'm like how how are you affording this like I swear that's more expensive than a holiday. I don't get it at all. But I just thought I'm gonna chance my luck here and see if like what what kind of prices are. And it was four hundred pounds, which was expensive, but also like the, the best four hundred pounds I've ever spent in my entire life. Because it was an eight hour flight. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of hungover. It was just the best experience. Like it. Oh, I c- c- couldn't recommend it enough. Obviously, it's it's ridiculous and over excessive. But I just had the best time. And anyway, I was boasting. I was also probably bloating, but I was boasting in my last podcast about how amazing it was and how how good it was. And I was kind of like secretly thinking to myself, you know what? I might actually try getting an upgrade in tomorrow's flight. You know, I've got a big day of traveling. I was going home um, back to London. Actually, I was going all the way to Spain the next day for my family holiday. So it was like a it was a pretty long day of traveling was two hours at the airport before in America and then an eight hour flight to London a three hour layover and then another three hours to Spain so that is quite long traveling it's probably like the longest I've ever done maybe so anyway the day comes to travel back to London or Spain or whatever and I was kind of hungover because I only really had one night in New York my friends just moved there so we all decided to go out and I hadn't seen them in ages and had a bit too much fun you know me but also like don't really regret it because I haven't seen them in so long and I had a good time um and I woke up the next morning and you know my new mantra of like not being like not regretting your night so not having the fear and stuff so I was just like on, on, I was in a good mood and then I got in a fight with my boyfriend and I was like oh fuck's sake let's just put a bit of a dampener on it and I had to get into the car to go to the airport it took like three hours to get to the airport two and a half hours and before when I've done that journey it's taken me like 45 minutes so the traffic was just insane it was okay though because I'd given myself so much time because traveling like transatlantic like is that what it's called transatlantic like over the Atlantic Ocean yeah I think that is right it is just a bit grim on your own like it's kind of scary and like traveling on your own is kind of scary anyway I'm pretty much used to it I travel a lot on my own because like I feel like going back to Belfast and stuff I'm just so used to getting flights on my own transatlantic is kind of scary especially just like American airports but anyway I finally get to the terminal all good I walk in I hand over my password to the girl at the front desk and she's like looking for ages and I'm starting to get a little bit a little bit sweaty you know, the anxiety starts like come on a little bit because she starts asking me loads of questions. She's like, what time's your flight? What's your flight number? What's your name? Like, where are you going? And I was like, am I, am I being interrogated here? Like, I didn't really know what was going on. Also, oh my God, I completely fucking forgot to tell you in my last podcast what happened with the customs. Did I forget to tell you? This is crazy. This is the craziest story. I don't know how the fuck I forgot to tell you. I think I was just probably like, on a high as I said for my business class I just forgot everything bad that happened that day this wasn't even that bad it was just a bit like scary so I get to like New York and I'm about to like leave the airport you have to go through the customs and I've heard kind of like horror stories about customs but I've only ever been to America 
once and it was with my family and I think when you're traveling as a family it's a bit different but I was obviously traveling on my own and I kind of forgot that this whole thing was like a thing and I just got an office eight-hour flight I was looking pretty rough I you know I slept the whole way my hair was a fucking nest and I had like mascara all down my face because I'd come straight from a shoot and I couldn't even take off the makeup properly so it was just like everywhere and I get to the customs person and he's like how long are you here for and I was like literally just a day which you probably shouldn't have said anyway because that's a bit suspicious and you're not supposed to like work or anything in America and I wasn't working I was just there on a brand trip but you never know like what like what the customs people will say like I've like I've had friends I've gone to America said they're influencers and then the custom people are like well you're obviously going to take photos for Instagram and that's your job so you're going to be working here and you don't have a working visa so you need to go back like I've literally had friends I've been sent back to England after an eight-hour flight because I've said, like, that, that people are just suspicious that they're going to be working there. Anyway, I said, like, a day, and I'm just like, oh, as soon as I said it, I was like, fuck's sake, because then after that, he was, like, getting a little suspicious. Anyway, I was like, what's your job? And I was like, oh, fuck, I can't say an influencer here again, because he, like, I hate that word anyway. I wouldn't have said it. I would have been, like, a YouTuber. But um, I was just too scared. So I said, I'm a model. Like, what the fuck, Olivia? No, you're fucking not. And I could just tell he was looking at me being like, is she though are you a model like come on here so then he obviously was a little bit more suspicious because he didn't believe I was a model and I'm not but like I just I don't know I thought it was kind of rude anyway (laughs) he goes okay well how much cash do you have on you and I'm I do not carry cash I hate carrying cash and I was like none I don't carry cash and he was like okay well do you have your card and I was like, I think so. Because I do not use my card either. All I use is Apple Pay. Like, who uses cards or cash? Like, that's such a weird thing. He was like, uh, so you've come to America and you have no money. And I was like, no, I just use Apple Pay. Like, I, that's what like, I'm doing. And he's like, okay, well, how much money is in your bank account? And I was like, oh my God. Like, what is this question? Why is he asking this? Is he about to fucking rob me? Like, this is the most bizarre. No one's ever asked me that in my life. Not even like my accountant. So like I said... I said half the amount of money that was in my account. I don't know why the fuck I lied. I don't know what came over me. I was like, I just need to lie here. So I lied. And then he was like, okay, right. And just like, let me go. And I was like, I'm so confused. What was that experience? That was terrifying. So like my whole like idea of American airports is not the best for me. I don't really like American airports. So yeah, I get to this um, check-in desk. She's looking for my name. She's asking me all these questions. I'm thinking about to start getting interrogated again. And then she goes, you're not in this terminal like you were you thought you were on a British Airways flight but you're actually on an American Airways flight and it's just like managed by British Airways and I was like okay well what the fuck does that mean but anyway whatever I mean most people would probably take that information with like like just be like okay well I'll be on my way then I'll go on to the next terminal but I had a full-on fucking panic attack I was sweating I couldn't breathe properly this girl was giving me like directions to the other terminal I had to take a train to this other terminal on my own with this fucking huge heavy bag like it's really not that bad but I was just like hungover in a fight with my boyfriend and I was just a bit stressed and terrified I put to be in an American airport on my own anyway I get the train somehow by a miracle I get the right train I go to this other terminal in this airport and um I go to check in and I was just like so overstimulated. Like there was so much going on. There were so many people in the airport. There were signs everywhere being like, if you have guns in your bags, make sure they're unloaded. And I was like, why are there fucking guns here? Why do people have guns in their suitcases? This is terrifying. What if a gun goes off by accident and shoots me? I was just, oh, it was a horrible experience. I get to the desk and this girl, I could just tell she had had a shit day or something. She was very, very not impressed with me she was just a bit grumpy and like I never judge people who are grumpy in like customer service because I once worked in a cafe and I was the grumpiest bitch ever so like I just completely get it and I never really complain about it but she just had it out for me this day I think so she checks me in and then I was like is there by any chance like an upgrade because at this point I was just like I was 
my heart was in my mouth. I was having a shit day and I just, I would have paid 400 pounds, okay, for an upgrade. And without even looking at the computer, she goes, no, ma'am. And I was like, oh, fuck, bitch, you didn't even look. But anyway, I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm not going to complain. And then I put my bag up. And my bag is 26 kilograms. And I had a 22 kilogram bag allowance. So you know what? Four kilograms over. It is a bit cheeky. Sometimes I get away with a couple kilograms. But I was expecting to pay for maybe one kilogram, 40 pounds. It's not ideal, but it's also not the end of the world to pay 40 pounds for an extra kilogram. She's like, your bag is, well, she says it in pounds, but I know it was four kilograms over. I don't know why I'm speaking like a robot either, because she wasn't a robot, she was just a normal lady. But she was like, your bag is like four kilograms over, ma'am. And I was like, oh, yeah. She goes, that'll be $300. And I was like, sorry, come again? She's like, yeah, $300, ma'am. And I was like, I'm about to fucking cry and I was like wait I I was kind of like I I never ask questions you know me like I get too scared like someone could literally give me a fucking steak when I ordered a vegan meal and I'd be like perfect thanks love it but I was like oh my god okay well why like I'm so confused it's not that much over and she's like yeah ma'am that's our policy $300 or you can go buy another suitcase and unpack all your stuff and by the way I had struggled to close this suitcase like a lot like I was really struggling to close it so like I was not about to unpack this suitcase like have my pants fall all over the floor like in the airport and like um, I'm like repacking another suitcase I just couldn't do that right now it was just too much the, t- the clock was ticking my flight was coming sooner and sooner I was a bit late I was just like I'm not doing that so I was like okay, I'm just gonna have to fucking pay it. But anyway, because I, I was asking questions, like, do you want me to go check on my supervisor, ma'am? And I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm a Karen, but yeah, please. And she leaves for like 15 minutes. Okay, it was probably like 10, but also like, it felt like 15. And I was sat there, there were so many Americans all around me, like getting in fights with the, like the, the service people and like the gun signs, whatever. It was just so intense. And then she finally comes back. I'm convinced she did not ask anyone because she comes back and goes, yep, $300, ma'am. So I pay $300 fucking dollars how is that possible? $300, that's like 270 points. I still feel terrible about it for four kilograms. Like, please, I just couldn't get a break. And then, okay, it could be so much worse. I could be dying. I hate complaining because like there's so much worse things going on in the world. Like I can't be complaining about this, but it was just so horrible. And then um, I get to the airport and like, okay, basically on the way to New York, the obviously I didn't book my flight for me and there must have been a miscommunication because I didn't put down that I was vegan and I needed a vegan like meal and I get really really hungry when I travel for some reason like I could eat a fucking horse when I travel and luckily on the way to New York they had a spare vegan meal but they were like this is very rare I can't believe we got a spare vegan meal but like um you should definitely like try fix it for the way back but I couldn't fix it because I wasn't the one that booked it like I couldn't go on the app and do it myself so I just like knew that they weren't going to have any vegan food for me on, on the flight back to London. And it was kind of like dinner time and I was really, really hungry. But I was kind of like you know, a bit optimistic because everything in America is like, I don't know, like super size. Like, I just kind of assumed after security in the airport, there would be like a mall or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, there's definitely going to be like a Chipotle or something in here that I can get. I go in, there's absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I go to the toilet, I get my period. The only thing I have on me is a fucking pad. I hate pads. I don't even know why I had a pad on me. It's ridiculous. I hate pads so much. People who use pads, you terrify me. Like, you're literally wearing a nappy right now. You're sitting in your own filth. I had to sit in my own filth in this plane for eight hours and then another three hours in the airport and then another three hours. Oh my God, it was just, oh, it was the worst flight of my life. And you know what? It was, and also I was sat between, so you know in these big like American planes that you get like, I've only like been on one in the past year, but like they basically have like a row at the window and then a row in the middle and then another row. So there's like nine seats in the row. Do you know what I mean? I was sat in the middle of the middle row. So not even like a seat I could lean against. I was like stuck between two men. Two men. 
I hate sitting beside men on the airport uh, planes. Um, they're always just like always up in my grill, snoring in my ear. Like I did not want to be sitting beside men, and I was also on my period, and it was just the worst flight of my entire life. So that was complete karma. After sitting here and gloating about how good my other flight was, and now I know not to gloat again. I just wanted to share my experience with you guys, and such bad karma came to get me after. But I survived. <laughs> it, I'm so overdramatic. Like, it wasn't even that bad. I was just anxious and it just felt like the worst flight of my life. But I survived to tell the tale. So here we are. Then I went on holiday with my family and that's where I've been for the past week. And it was honestly the nicest thing ever. I love going on holiday with my family. I feel like we kind of like, it's quite rare to still go on family holidays at this age. I feel like it's very much like a child thing. But my parents, like, I don't know, my parents love it so much. So I'm not complaining. And we always go in like September, which is quite nice because like, I feel like the warm countries in Europe are always crazy busy in July and August, obviously, because everyone's on school holidays and that's when everyone goes on holiday. But we always go in September, so it's always a little bit quieter. It's just very wholesome. It was a very wholesome trip. I mean, we did get drunk a lot. That's the thing about my family. Like, we don't do wholesome trips. Like, they drink so much. It's just so, like... I mean, if you want to keep up, you are going to be getting paralytic on a family holiday and you're just going to have to accept that that's how it is. But I'm not complaining. I did have the best time ever. I found out that my mum doesn't know how to play rock, paper, scissors. We were like, we were playing a drinking game one night and uh, when we were out like at a pub and my brother had this like long list of numbers and with like little like questions beside it and you would pick a number randomly and then he would tell you the question. Like sometimes it'd be like, what's your body count? Which is absolutely terrifying because like, I was with my family and like my brother like asked me a body count and I was like this is this isn't right I don't think this is right here but anyway my mum my got one it was like play rock paper scissors with someone to your left and if you lose you have to don your drink and my mum was like what's rock paper scissors and we were like Paula are you fucking joking what do you mean she was like um I just like I never know what rock paper scissors is I always like hear that rock paper scissors term but I don't know what it is I've never played it and I was like, oh my God, this is fucking ridiculous, Paula. So we tried to teach her how to play it. And eventually like she kind of got it a little bit. Like she was like, she did it once and she didn't lose whatever. She didn't have to do a drink. And we kind of thought that was it. Like I, I, thought, I honestly thought she was joking because I was like, there's no way this woman doesn't know how to play rock, paper, scissors. Anyway, my mom and my sister went on a walk the next morning. And my mom goes to my sister, like confides in her. She's like, Emma, I still don't really get rock, paper, scissors. Why doesn't paper always win? <laughs> Paula please my mom is the funniest person ever but yeah I had the best time it was just very nice and very nice to see my family because I haven't seen them in so long I actually didn't I do not see my family enough but I'm very excited because they're coming over to London like in a few days because it's my birthday coming up I'm turning 21 which is just a crazy thing cannot believe that I can finally go to America and drink but see actually I was just in America obviously I was in New York and I drank no problem one time I went to like a club and they asked me my ID and I was like okay I've fucked it no I like I'm gonna have to go home uh, I do not have a fake ID on me but I showed them a photo of my passport which clearly says I'm 20 and they're like yeah perfect and I was like okay nice I just went in and that was it I just said oh I don't have my driver's license and uh, I didn't want my passport so here's a photo and they just took it that was that was handy but now I can actually go with confidence to American clubs today I thought we could talk about our favorite things who doesn't love speaking about their favorite things just makes you in a good mood reminds me of that sound of music song I simply remember my favorite things speaking of just singing I was just singing there in the mic obviously I'm in my flat I minute mean, actually I'm not in the studio today anyway last night I'm sitting on the sofa I guess at 2am, I'd finished watching whatever I was watching on the TV. So then I was just sitting on the sofa scrolling on TikTok. And then I just hear like someone singing Adele. 
And I was like, this is so weird. I've literally never heard anyone else like in my apartment. Like I've never heard like people above me. I never heard people below me. I've never heard people to the side of me. I was like, this is crazy. Like, I've never heard anyone before. And then like this, this person t- t- like it was in the flat beside me. This was like adjacent to me. They were just singing their heart out. They were singing Adele. They were singing Beyonce. They were singing Louis Capaldi. So fucking loud. The videos I have are so funny. because I was just sat there like, well, this is absolutely fucking terrifying because now I know that every time I sing, everyone can hear me because this person I mean this person was giving it stacked it was kind of embarrassing actually not embarrassing (laughs) but they were like doing like you know like when you're like like, (laughs) I could hear them like putting that on I'm like oh give it a rest you're not that good like come on you sound like me when I was like seven recording myself on my phone to see if I could sing um speaking of that I actually did karaoke when I was on holiday and it was so much fun it was the best thing ever and now I've decided that I'm gonna start going to karaoke bars in London I'm gonna make it a thing. I feel like I don't really see people doing it that often, but it's honestly like it was exhilarating. It was a real thrill. I have a thrill for performing. But yes, I thought we could speak about our favorite things today. I've written down a few of mine and then I've asked on my Instagram story for a few of yours, and then we can go through them together and have fun. So that's how we're gonna do that. Okay, my favorite food is penny alla vodka. It's the best thing in the entire world. I've done a TikTok tutorial on it before because I talked about it on my podcast and everyone seems to love it. It's the best thing ever. You cannot go wrong. So easy, so quick, so delicious can put pasta all over it and it still tastes nice. My favorite drink is a Shirley Temple. Now, this is quite a new thing for me. I feel like you're probably expecting me there to say a spicy margarita. I feel like that's more on brand for me. However, I used to always get like non-alcoholic Shirley Temples whenever I was on holiday. I think the Shirley Temple is meant to be non-alcoholic. But then whenever I was on holiday there, my family, I made Shirley Temples for everyone. It was so delicious and so easy. And so sweet. Oh, it was amazing. So basically what I did was I put a little tiny, tinsy bit of grenadine, which you can get from Sainsbury's. It's so easy. And it's just like, like is it cherry? I think it's cherry, which I don't really like the flavor of cherry, actually, but I really like this. It's like the tiniest bit of grenadine, but it's seven up free. I don't like full fat drinks at all, like full fat Coke, full fat Sprite. Get away from me. I'm seven up free girl all the way. And then, and then a shot of vodka. And it was so delicious. It really elevated vodka lemonade. I would highly recommend buying a bottle of grenadine next time you're in Sainsbury's and just putting the little tiniest splash in. It's incredible. Anyway, that was my new favorite um drink. Favorite country is Italy. No, I obviously just went to my family holiday to Spain and it just reiterated to me that why would anyone go anywhere but Italy in Europe? Like, why would you choose tapas food over Italian pasta? I mean, each to their own. Obviously, everyone has their different opinions, but Spanish food sucks ass. I don't like it at all. Like, I know this is going to cause quite a stir, I'm sure. I'm sure someone listening to this absolute flabbergasted I don't like Spanish food it just doesn't it's just not nice I hate picky bits I think I have a problem with like sharing things like I don't I don't like sharing my food like it's literally my worst nightmare when I'm out for dinner with people and they're like so should we just get a few things for the middle and share like no we should not what the fuck like I know what I want choose what you want and let's have it separately let's not I don't want your grubby fingers on my food like I, if I like something, I'm finishing the whole meal. I, do, I like even when people ask for a bite. Sometimes, like I, I do give it to them because I am 29. It's just absolutely immature to be like no. But like I think maybe it's because like the way I was with my siblings when we were growing up, we would not have shared food at all. We were very much like the food gets set in front of us. We don't speak to each other. We don't breathe. We just hoovered on our food. We finish and we leave the table. Like that was a like there was no oh can I try a bit of that? Can I try a bit of that? Like we would not have allowed that. So I think because of that, it's kind of reflected in my, like my adulthood. I don't really like sharing. I do share, but I just don't like it. Like know that if you ever ask me for food and I give you it, I will give it to you. But I will be angry about it inside. My favorite song is, right, so 
this this kind of is more of a genre of a song. Recently, I've been really getting into my disco music again. I love disco music. I love the Bee Gees. I love Andy Gibb. I love Andy Gibb so much. I love, who else do I love? love. I don't know. There's loads. I'm going to make a playlist. I'm literally going to make a big Spotify playlist and I'm going to share it. Because basically what I'm going to do is on my birthday, I'm going out for dinner with like my family and close, like close friends. And then I'm going to, I'm moving in my house in like two days. So that's a whole new thing. I should talk about that next week about the whole moving process. But I'm moving in my house in two days. So I thought, why not have a bit of a house party? Because I've never been able to have a party in my flat at the minute because the person that lives above me absolutely fucking hates my guts. One time we spoke too loudly and she left a note on my door saying that I'm interrupting her life and I was like oh my god please it was like 12 o'clock and I was just speaking like please give me a break but she fucking hates me so I can't have parties because that would just honestly start world war three if I had a party has it been a world war three no there definitely hasn't because that's a common use term isn't it yeah I think it is anyway so I can't have parties here so I thought I'm moving into this new house I don't think I can get noise complaints because I I have two floors and the bottom floor is like my living kitchen area so the floor above me is me so I'm not going to complain. So I feel like it should be okay. So I'm going to have a bit of a house party. And I've decided I'm going to make a playlist for this house party. And it's going to be strictly disco music. I love it. It's just the best. Like everyone has so much fun when it's on. Everyone has so much. Like the dancing that people do to it is really fun. I just, oh, I'm going to make a playlist. I'm going to share it with you. My favorite activity at the minute is being cozy while it's raining outside. Do you know what I mean? and also sorry there's a there's a little bit added to that as i'm writing i'm reading this off my notes watching a movie while there's a storm cozy and everyone else is in too now what i mean by that is i want to be all cozied up on my own or maybe with my boyfriend eating tasty food and watching a movie but i don't want anyone else to be doing something differently i don't want anyone else to be out on the town i don't want anyone else to be on holiday i don't want anyone else to be having a good time basically um <laughs> because I get FOMO like I honestly like last night I had a very chill night but I basically turned on going out because I was like you know I don't want to be hungover today I've got a podcast to record I've got things to do so I, I turned on going out and I instead I sat in and had a nice night in watching The Good Doctor which is my new favorite series at the minute however I just felt like I couldn't fully relax knowing that my friends were out having a good time is that crazy am I a crazy person like I would have had such a better night if they were just sitting in too. <laughs> what the fuck anyway that's how I feel I've said it now that is my favorite activity (laughs) my favorite tv show that I've watched recently obviously we've got the like absolute ogs like criminal minds gossip girl what else is my favorite I don't know there's there's lots of things but at the minute my favorite thing I've watched is Fleabag if you haven't watched it you should definitely watch it it's incredible it's incredibly written it's by written by um phoebe waller bridge who wrote killing eve if you've watched killing eve you'll love fleabag it's literally not the same at all like it's nothing to do with each other but um it's just like that woman is such a little girl boss i love her phoebe waller bridge i'm your biggest fan and she yeah fleabag is on bbc iplayer i think and it's just incredible i watched the full thing in one sitting i wish there was a second series i just don't think there will be um but yeah she's really cool i'm really talented and i really really like that series um at the minute i'm watching the good doctor now the good doctor is on amazon prime it's incredible you'll love it it's just like one of those feel good easy watching shows however i've got season three and each episode and so usually you buy the whole series for like six pounds like each like series one and series two is like i think six points maybe ten points but honestly worth it completely worth it this series of series three has I think 22 episodes in it and each episode is £2.49 so I have spent let me try to figure this out 2.50 times I'm actually going to do the calculator I'm going to do the calculator work here 
2.49 times 22. I've spent 55 pounds on this series, on series three of The Good Doctor. How ridiculous is that? I don't understand why I'm doing it, but like I can't just skip a whole series and I've, they've sucked me in. No, it's a great marketing thing because it's sucked me in it and I have spent £55 willingly on this stupid series because it's incredible and I can't recommend it enough, but I don't recommend watching season three. So maybe I don't even recommend watching it all because you're going to want to watch season three because it's that good. Anyway, that is all I'd written down on my list. Written? Written? I don't know. Written down on my list. Um for my favorite things. So let's get into some of your guys' favorite things. Let's see what you're liking at the minute. Okay, someone said my favorite thing is picking my nose. You know what? I'm not gonna judge here. This is a no judgment zone at all. I will completely agree with you. I do love picking my nose. I don't know one person that doesn't like picking their nose. If someone ever tells you that they don't like picking their nose, they're lying to you and they're a coward, coward, coward card anyway they are one of those because I know that they do like how else are they getting rid of their boogies because I'm not blowing their nose because those hard boogies aren't coming out whenever you blow your nose you have to pick them they're lying to you anyway I also love cleaning my ears that's one of my other favorite things to do getting really really deep in my ears with a cotton what's that called a cotton cotton bud a cotton bud I have I constantly have cotton buds in my home because I'm always digging in my ears for earwax even when they like I get really disappointed when they come out clean anyone else get that also one thing I get was when I think I've said this before whenever I'm hungover I get so much earwax I don't know what that science is there I would love to discover that um but yeah I just love cleaning my ears and it's not because I want clean ears it's because I like to see the wax that comes on <laughs> anyway enough of that but yeah no judgment here I love picking my nose too and I love sticking it on my bed I've got movers coming in like in two days to move all my stuff to my new house and then they're gonna have to like dismantle my bed and I'm afraid of what kind of monstrosities they're gonna find in the back of that thing in the back of my headboard probably not great okay someone said my cat no I absolutely love my cat so much I obviously have a little child called Phil. I'm such a cat person anyway. Like I've always liked cats more. However, recently, he's just been a little bit of a shit. Do you know what I mean? Right, so when he was younger, he was so cuddly. And he still is like that. This is a weird thing, okay? I, tell me if anyone else is like this. But when I'm on my own, he's really, really lovey-dovey to me. He will lie on my chest. He licks my nose. He, like, grooms me. Like, he really, really, like, shows me love. But whenever I'm with my boyfriend or even just with friends, he's just a little shit. Like he's running around, he jumps onto people's legs and scrabs them and bites them. And then he sits there and makes these horrible meowing sounds. And it's not a nice meowing sound. It's not like meow. It's like meow. That's what it sounds like. And it's just like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to achieve here? Apart from being a little shit. Because there's nothing wrong. He's fed. He's watered. His plant, <laughs> his, his litter box is fine. He's just being a little shit. And then you try to give him attention and he just runs away from you. He's just trying to annoy you. And it's just like something he's gotten when he's like become elder, not elderly, like when he's gotten older, that's the word I was looking for. Um, he's just turned into a little bit of a shit. And I think maybe if I get another cat that that would um settle him a little bit and make him more like lovey-dovey towards something and not try to fucking attack my legs every time I walk somewhere. My friend looked after him the other day or the other week and said every time she like, she had to like, 
she had to sit on the sofa with her feet like tucked underneath her butt because if she had them down on the floor he would attack them he's got a foot fetish it's kind of weird but yeah I am really considering getting another cat because basically I've now discovered I used to kind of if I went away because obviously I have to go away quite a lot I would give Phil to my friends to look after but then I felt kind of bad about it because firstly like bringing him into a new environment every time is a bit like it's a bit crazy like I don't think he would have liked that I mean he was completely fine he actually loved it so much and he's never ever had a problem with it and everyone that's ever looked after him has said he's amazing but I felt bad myself having to like ship him around like drive him half an hour around London to let him like into this new environment to stay and I was always a bit like concerned when I was away because he doesn't know that space and stuff but last time I went away I had someone hoist it and it was I just perfect. Like, all his stuff was already here. Nothing really changed for me. Like, I mean, do cats... I mean, obviously, I he knows who I am. But sometimes I'm like, do cats even, like, can they distinguish humans apart from humans? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, does he, does, does he know that that wasn't me that was feeding him for that week? Debatable, honestly. Um, so I've now discovered house sitting. And it's what, all, it's what I'm going to do from now on. It's just house sit. And that's kind of like reaffirmed my choice of getting another cat because now it's like I was a bit concerned about getting another cat because asking someone to look after one cat isn't really a big deal but asking someone to look after two cats is quite a lot whereas now if it's just someone house sitting two cats it's almost perfect like it's it doesn't really matter if there's one cat or two cats like the house sitter's not gonna know the difference so now I'm really thinking of getting another cat a little kitten I love kittens I mean I think I'm just gonna keep getting kittens every single year until I have like 50 cats Okay, someone said, when the letters on a license plate make a word or a name, that's your favorite thing. That's fucked up. I hate personalized registration plates so much. I don't know why. It's just something I've had from a very young age. I've seen it and it's like, you, you know what pisses me off the most about them is it never really like gives a name. Like it's always like got a number in it that's meant to be a letter. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one actually has like Alice written out like A-L-I-C-E on their registration plate. It's always like, Al once and I'm just like come on what are you doing I hate it so much I also like it's just so distinguishable I'm like why would you want to like everyone to know your name walking along the street I feel like it's a very egotistical thing to want everyone to know your name I mean also no judgment here because it's, it's a great present and I actually like did one time get my friend a actually that's also a really good point one time I got Lewis a personalized registration number because he's always said he likes them and it was like kind of a cool one it said like Lou like L-E-W with like a number like a few numbers um at the end and because that's his nickname so it wasn't even like like I tried to like I don't know it, it wasn't that annoying and he never put it on his car and I'm just thinking about that now it's I'm kind of pissed off I might raise that with him after this podcast. But anyway, back to registration plates. Yeah, I just don't like them. I find them distracting. Because, like, I'm, I'll be sitting there, like, driving. And then one drives in front of me with, like, a personalized registration number. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, trying to decipher what the fucking name is supposed to be on this registration plate. And it's honestly a hazard and a danger. Because I could crash my car from how much I'm concentrating on trying to decipher this code on this registration plate. Anyway, that is my rant over on personalized registration plates. I don't hate you if, ever, if you have a registration plate, but I don't understand why it's your favorite thing in the world. There's definitely better favorite things to have, like ketchup. Okay, I'm gonna have to pop off now. I think that's enough. I hate that. I hate that saying. Why did I just say that? Pop off. I think I'm gonna have to leave. I'm gonna end the podcast because... um. 
I have to pack up my house, my entire flat, because I'm literally moving, like, right now, and it's very stressful, and yeah, actually, you don't realise how hard packing is until you have to do it. I always leave myself a day to pack up an entire home, and then I realise that it's always a really, really bad idea. So this time, I'm starting, like, two days ahead of schedule, so I'm giving myself a bit of a bit of leeway, but yeah, I have to run off and do that. Very stressful, but very exciting times. Can't wait to update you all on it next week, but yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Bye! Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia. Olivia.